Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. And today we're going to do something different. You ready for something different, Brendan? I'm ready for something different. So, there are a ton of movies, and I love movies, that deal with lawyers. That's true. Lawyers aren't always my favorite, keep in mind. That's an odd statement, considering, you know, your choice of profession. Just because I am one doesn't mean I have to like them. Right? Right? That's a good Interesting. point. Interesting. But we're going to do something different, and, and we're going to come up with this on the spot. On the spot. So if this episode... Ad-lib. Ad-lib, if you will. If this episode is no good... It's, it's not Brendan's our fault. fault. No, it's oh. Brendan's fault. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <It's your fault>. <laughs> <laughs> All That's right. It. Throwing me under the bus there. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to to incorporate into the podcast some some discussions about popular movies involving lawyers. And, you know, other pop culture in general. Like, I think that first episode that I was involved with on the show was the Ace Attorney one, which that was more of a structured episode. But, yeah, but that was that was interesting because, I mean, it, everything that we do somehow ties into business or law. Everything we do is law. interesting. Well, yeah, but you know. I was going to say something different. All right. <laughs> it ties into business or law, and it is interesting, but... What I want to do is I want to start maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. It depends on how the mood hits me or when the mood hits me, right? Or how much people watch the podcast. Or if so. I get hit at all, not unlike the roadkill animals that we talked gonna, about was, in the last episode. Man, every once in a while, you're on top of my jokes. Listen, if you haven't listened to the roadkill episode. You're killing you, me. You're killing me. You got to go do it. Me. You're killing me, Smalls. It's a smash hit. You've got to listen to that episode. So if you haven't listened to the Roadkill episode. I was going to say, when you said today we're doing something different, I was going to say the last episode wasn't different. No, the Roadkill episode was great. So if you haven't listened to that, do so. And then if you haven't listened to the Satan Shoes episode, (laughs) you've got to listen to that. Or the Robots episode or the. Well, why couldn't you just leave it with the Satan Shoes? Because Satan Shoes is going to tie into what we're talking about today. Or the Satan Shoes episode. There you go. I fixed it. All right. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to take The Devil's Advocate, which was a 1997 film starring um, Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. and Al Pacino. Right. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to review it? We're, we're kind of going to review it. It's not a review. We're going to talk about the law side about, of it. We're, we're going to talk, talk about our personal opinions. We're going to talk about certain things, right? This is not going to be a movie review like you're used to hearing where somebody says, I'm going to give you 42 rotten peppers. This ain't, That's your, not mo- what this is. <laughs> this ain't your mama's movie review. <laughs> so <laughs> It's your lawyer's movie review. Here's, here's what we've come up with. We're going to give you our overall impression. Then All we're right. going to talk about realism and accuracy. Right? Okay. And I'm going to use my, my, my breadth of legal knowledge to tell you whether or not I think that this is, is accurate in any way. Okay, And then we're going to go to our biggest flaws because we're very negative people and we always find flaws with things. And then our overall score. A bit overzealous with your uh, legal <laughs> breadth, but okay. Okay. So just in in summary right if you haven't seen this film I can't help you because this is what we're doing today it's a good yeah by the way we're getting into spoiler territory here right, right? I mean look but it's I 1997 it. I mean yeah that that's like saying like you know plot twist for Star Wars you know r2d2 is I don't want yeah I was I was gonna spoil <laughs> it but then I'm like, nah. no come on come on that's There's a topic no for another day for that. That. you know to be fair I think that like a lot of 
modern stuff sucks really bad. And a lot of the older movies and games with plot twists that are spoiled for the younger generation because they're old, I don't like that. You know, I feel like if you if like the next generation was raised and they didn't know with a Star Wars plot twist, they'd probably enjoy it a lot more than if they were, you know, quoted. Well, I mean, the fact that Star Wars is just so... Yeah, that's a whole discussion for another day. day. Let's talk about the devil's advocate. Let's do it. All right, let's just give you a brief synopsis of the film. All right. So it it stars Keanu Reeves as um, a young, successful Florida lawyer. And he's a criminal defense lawyer. Right. So, you know, he's getting people off. He's, He's really good. He's winning all these cases. As a matter of fact, he never lost a case. Oh. Right? Never lost a case. Um, and he has this one particular case with this man who is accused of, um, let's just say, molesting a, a young girl. Horrible, disgusting story, right? And he knows that his client's guilty, and he struggles with it for a moment, and then he goes into the bathroom, he looks at himself in the mirror, and he gives himself this weird-ass wink, leaves, and then gets the guy off. And so now this guy who is a criminal is off. Now, later on, we find out, by the way, that this guy has molested another person since being, um, you know, found not guilty. Messed up. Messed up. So so his, Keanu Reeves, his character's name is Kevin Lomax. Cool last name. Yes, it's very similar to the Dr. Seuss book. The Lomax. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the name. Isn't of the, the Lomax the one that cares about the environment? No. Is that the Lorax? No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so Kevin Lomax, not to be confused with the Lorax. Kevin Lorax. No, no, no. He's something completely different, right? <laughs> he he likes to eat roadkill to save the environment and all kinds of other things. But Kevin Lomax, so. At that trial where he gets this guy off, right, because it's like a big deal. that he, they, they, Everyone thought that he was going to lose. Right. Um, he gets an opportunity to go to New York City mm-hmm. with this other law firm because there was somebody in the courtroom watching him. Right. And they said, we want you to pick a jury for this other case, and we want you to come, and we're going to pay you. And they start giving him, like, ridiculous things, right? Like an apartment in this building where all the other partners are, and they're giving him cars and money and success and everything. And one of the partners, the head of the firm, is Al Pacino. Right? And and his name is... Well, I believe it's a character played by Al Pacino. Oh, well, thanks for the specifics. Yeah, you got to right? get it down to the nitty-gritty. Here. So what's his name? Do you remember? Um, John Milton. Milton. Right, John Milton. And so... Um, you know, John Milton, who also was the inventor of many famous family board games with his partner, Bradley. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're so slow, funny. slow. Milton Bradley, no. So funny. Anyway, so John Milton is is uh, Al Pacino, and he's sort of the puppet master behind everything that's going on. And here's, here's of course, the spoiler. Um, it turns out that Al Pacino is none other than Satan. The same Satan who created shoes that Lil Nas tried to make popular. Oof, it was Al Pacino the whole time. It was Al Pacino time. the whole time. The whole time. Right? So anyway, so Al Pacino's the devil. And he is able to tempt Kevin Lomax into all these things, all these behaviors. Um, uh, you know, there's this part in the film where 
Kevin is tasked with trying to get this business client who's now been um, charged criminally with gay, like cockfighting or killing chickens or remember that it was like a sacrifice because he was like some voodoo guy, Haitian no, he, guy. He killed a goat. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He slaughtered a goat. And so Kevin Lomax was able to get him off for a religious exemption for killing goats, right? Interesting sim- symbology. Some, no. In- symbolism. Symbolism. Thank I feel you. like you're overcomplicating this I plot. I am way overcomplicating this plot. Do you want me to help you? Yeah, let's help me here. All so, right. It's about Kevin Lomax, a lawyer, like you said, who is very good, and he gets hired by this much larger firm, and he and his wife are living in the city in super fancy apartment, getting all this stuff. He's doing great. He will not lose. Uh, but the wife starts to go nuts because, you know, the other wives of the partners are all lonely. They don't spend time with their husbands. And she starts seeing them turn into demons. And she's getting nervous. She's very upset. Uh, like you said, Milton, he takes interest in Kevin. And essentially, it's revealed that he's the devil. And that all this winning and all this, you know, what you said, let him down this terrible path, and in the ending of the movie, the wife goes nuts, is in a mental institution, and... She kills herself. Yeah, she does. And then Kevin finds out, now this is a little weird, the guy's Satan, wants him to conceive a child with a woman to make the Antichrist. This is a complicated plot. Yeah, but see, it turns out... It turns out that Kevin's mother, who is a Christian fanatic actually birthed Kevin (laughs) when she was impregnated by Al Pacino on a visit that she had for a church group to New York City. This is is a super overcomplicated plot. Here we go. Here we go. Let's just take it back a step. Okay. So the mom, right, when she was young in a church group, goes to New York, right, and she gets implanted with Satan's seed. Okay? Okay? So now... Kevin Lomax, who apparently is part devil, he's kind of like Hellboy, right? The the Hellboy, except I, I don't he remember that, but okay, he doesn't have that big he hand. Nor is he red, or is he cool? No, he he's not cool. No, he's kind of an, an ass, if you ask yeah. me. Very arrogant, yeah, and very uh, vain. Vanity is well, this is the yeah. Devil's. You didn't have to go and point it out. Uh, that was a reference, <laughs> and you just stepped all over it. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> because, so, because, see, now we have to explain. This is horrible. We can't explain the plot of the movie. Listen, I'm not here to tell you what the movie is about. I'm <laughs> well, here to tell you what I think about the this last movie. 30 minutes doing just that. Okay, so this is why, this is why Siskel and Ebert never called me, okay? Ooh. Siskel and Ebert, the movie critics? <laughs> I no? don't know them. No? Okay, okay. Anyway, um, so that's that's the general plot, okay, that... The guy from The Matrix, Keanu Reeves, he works for Satan. He actually is Satan's son because Satan hopped on board his mother's train and created Kevin, okay? And so now, talk about a messed up family. She's like, you know, it's not like, hey, Darth Vader's my father, right? I just ruined that for all you that didn't see Star Wars. (laughs) But it's like, hey, listen, listen. um, Satan's your father. Satan's your father. Right? 
I really hate, and, and he was like, come on, mom, why'd you wait so long to tell me that Satan's my father? What the hell, mom? Yeah, Remember that? That's kind of like what he said. Pretty much. Right? I mean, you don't even need to Spot watch the movie on, at this no. point. Yeah. So You've got this muddled plot handed to you. <laughs> so at the end of the day, he defies Satan. He is like, I am not getting jiggy with you i don't want your sneakers i am done my wife threw herself out of uh, no she didn't she stabbed herself with a piece of glass right i don't want you satan i am out i am out i don't you don't want the scent of this woman on me al pacino movie reference you don't know but that was a real good one and (laughs) and so satan is is vanquished to hell from whence he came and kevin wakes up Boom, flashback into the courtroom where he is defending this child molester. And he's like, what the hell? I'm back. And he says, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not going to, because here's his wife. Everything's great. It was it was like Wizard of Oz, right? right. And so he says to the judge, judge, I'm out. You got to find another lawyer. And the guy's like, what? You're supposed to defend me. And so Kevin's feeling pretty damn good about himself. He's like, yeah, I did the right thing. And I know that my dad's Satan, but I still did the right thing, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, this this news guy, this journalist. The same one that gave him the weird. Uh, uh, well, he, he gave him a, a discussion. He talked with him in the bathroom <laughs> in the opening scene about yeah. how he was going to lose. So and he winked at him. Right. He said to him. So, you know, Kevin, you, you, you did the right thing. You're going to be disbarred. This is crazy. This is right. And, and Kevin turns around and he's like, well, I have to do the right thing. And it turns out that he morphs, the reporter morphs into Al Pacino. And Al Pacino says, vanity. Oh, that's right. Because the reporter says, I want to do a feature on you. I'm doing a feature on you about how amazing you are that you... Step down from representing this guy. And he said he'd make you a celebrity. I'd make you a celebrity. And, 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 and you know, Keanu Reeves was like, cool, man. I think I might do that. And so Al Pacino, having morphed from the reporter to Satan, says, vanity. It's my favorite sin. That, that's how it went. Right? So now you don't need to see this movie. But if you really are interested in seeing it, it's probably completely different than what I've described. But that's not the point. <laughs> So I want to give you my my overall, Brendan, then you were going to move to your overall. So overall, the film is is entertaining. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun, entertaining, semi-supernatural thriller, fun movie. So yeah. that's my overall. What's yours? <laughs> uh, it's a short overall. I didn't expect it's fun. that. Yeah. It's just fun. But we, we didn't get into the realism of it. Well, my overall opinion was that it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, you know, surprising at moments. I think that uh, in the beginning, before they had any demon stuff, when you saw one of the demons, I, I got really nervous. I was like, whoa, what the heck? You know, I thought the movie was pretty good. It was it was fun, like you said. Um, I feel like, yeah. It was, it's worth it was, watching, for sure. Totally. But now let's talk about realism, and, and, and let's let's put on the lawyer hat and talk about realism. All right. So, it is realistic that criminal defense lawyers defend people that are guilty. And then do bad things. And, you know, that's their job. That's why I'm not a criminal defense lawyer, because I could not handle the moral struggle of, of putting myself in that position where I am forced to defend somebody that I know is guilty of a, of a crime, especially something like, you know, child issues or anything like that. Right. So so I'm not that. 
So that's that's realistic. It's also realistic that somebody could tell Kevin, hey, come to New York and pick a jury, right? I mean, you're talking about these big, powerful firms, and he built this reputation. All right, that's also realistic. And, you know, the way that the firm is structured, the, the big firm aspect of it, you know, it's a little realistic until you get into Al Pacino's office. Okay, which is a gigantic demon chamber. And if I walked into a partner's office, when I was a young attorney, I went on interviews at these large firms, uh, and I worked for these large firms. Not one of the large firms that I worked for had a a, a partner's office that looked like Satan's lair. Okay, so I'm going to take issue with that. I think it was specifically designed to look like Satan's lair. Well, that is completely unrealistic, as is everything else that happened in the film. So if you're looking for a, a, a lawyer film, like, like maybe some of the John Grisham style, this is not it. This is more along the lines of a supernatural thriller, right? Very little in it is accurate with the law. Um, but one thing, one thing that I think about it is, I think it could potentially be a massive analogy or 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 you know, hidden meaning that lawyers are Satan. Lawyers are the devil, right? That's what I think. I mean, I think it's more along the lines of, you know, it's a complicated road to be a criminal lawyer because on the one hand, you know, it's a job. It's what you do for a living. You have to defend people who are innocent. But on the other hand, there'll probably be a ton of guilty people. And in order to not get fired and be homeless, you got to defend them, you know? Right, so you're, you're setting guilty people free and you could be responsible for convicting an innocent person if you're on the other end of it. So it's, but I I do think that um, there is some, being a lawyer, I think that there is some connection between the idea that lawyers are bad. Everybody hates lawyers, like in general. You're a big like Reddit community person. You see stuff that goes on online. I mean, don't you think the general impression of lawyers is that they're bad i mean yeah it's it's very much you know like what i said and in general people don't seem to really like lawyers people also don't really understand it like they play things like ace attorney and watch things like the devil's advocate and suddenly they think they're you know word laser devil people you know what i mean i think that not understanding it is part of it and yeah you go on the internet yeah. and more people will say, you know, oh, lawyers are terrible rather than lawyers are great. You know what I mean? Right. And look, I'm going to tell you, there are a ton of terrible lawyers. And I don't mean terrible in skill. I mean terrible like people. There are, you know, high rates of divorce, high rates of alcoholism. There are people that are just mean, that are people that are in this profession because it makes them feel like they're more important than other people. And that's why when I jokingly say I don't like lawyers, I'm only half joking because those lawyers I don't like. I don't think that there is any reason for a lawyer to be like that. Just because you're a lawyer doesn't make you better than anybody else. I can't stand that mentality. Yeah. You know, and the fact that, you know, Kevin in this film ultimately does the right thing only to then commit another sin by being vain, you know, and wanting the the popularity and fame that's going to come out of his refusal to take this case. I mean, lawyers can be horrible people. But they can also be normal people. 
I mean, anybody could be horrible people. You know what I mean? Right. It just seems like for some reason, it seems like a lot of horrible people choose this profession. It's like, you know, I want to, I want to have power over somebody. Now, I don't know how many of them are regularly communicating with Satan (laughs) and how many of them get their power from a Satan. I'm I'm not sure. Or Al Pacino for that matter. Or Al Pacino. You just don't know. But Realism and accuracy, not there. I think my biggest issue with the film itself is um, maybe the the potential implication that lawyers are in league with Satan. Maybe. I'm going to go with that as my biggest biggest flaw. All right. What about you? Um, Hmm. It's a hard one. Biggest flaw of the movie. I'd say, here's what I'd say. See, there was a part of it where in the beginning, it was, in the beginning, look at that, Bible reference. There was a lot of the movie that kind of implied that maybe there wasn't, you know, Satan stuff. It could have just been total, you know, illusions. But then towards the end, I think uh, it got a little weird. You know, we didn't even try and describe the scene where he goes into Al Pacino's office and there's this red-haired woman and he wants them to, like, make a baby that's the Antichrist, and he's like, oh, since you're both half demon, and it's like, what, what? There was too much to keep up with. And the math, half demon plus half demon yeah. equals whole demon yeah, but half Antichrist. Human. Well, it could also make, you know, half what human. What if it was a whole human? Exactly. Right? But then, that's the problem. I mean, I don't think they delved into the chromosomal. No, they really didn't enough. That's my biggest flaw. <laughs> that's a good point. I actually never thought of that. I thought, like, I was confused. And then it ended very quickly. Like, why did he shoot himself in the head? How did that stop Satan? What? Like, like, doesn't he have more demon children? Why was he connected to it? It was weird and stupid. And, like, not bad stupid, just like, what? Yeah, so stupid. I forgot to tell you that Kevin shoots himself in the head. That's, that's right. How he, that's right. That's how he... It's like the ultimate climax of the film that we forgot to discuss. Right. He blows his brains out, which I guess, in theory, <laughs> is also a sin, because now he's killed himself and... My understanding of suicide is that once you've killed yourself and you haven't asked for forgiveness, so I mean, I don't know how it all works, but apparently he kills himself and he wakes up back in the courtroom. That's that's how it goes. I think that next time we do a movie review, we're going to have to go through the plot beforehand. <laughs> well, you know what? We know the plot. It's just explaining the plot because this is a complicated plot. There's lots of things going on. Well, you know what? It was so complicated, but they somehow couldn't explain that, you know, that ending. No, so there there are some flaws, but again, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give it a gavel rating. Ooh, brand new thing. Out of <laughs> there, are, it is from one gavel to five gavels. Five Ooh. being the best, one being the worst. I'd give it four gavels. I'm gonna give it a three. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think it's a three. It's okay. Ah, it's fun. Weird. Look, I can watch that movie once every ten years, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you can't watch it over and over. No, it's, it's one like one of those I, like head scratchers. Like, ooh, how is this going to end? Yeah, but now I know. So my head has been scratched, and right. I have no interest in watching it again. So, you know, was it was it fun? Yes. Would I watch it again? No. That's why I'm giving it a three. Plus, you know, there were some some holes, but fun movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah. So, um, we clearly we watched the movies. Yes. Okay, but we don't 
do a good job reviewing the movies. But this isn't really, I told you, this isn't a review like you're normally used to. This is more to. of a fun sit down and chat about a movie. Let's chat about a movie. Yeah. That's what we should call it. It's like we were going to talk about it anyway. Why not show you guys? Right. We're going we're gonna to tell you what we think and Let's the chat about a movie. Let's chat about a movie and then give it a gavel review. So it becomes a chat with a review. Movie judgment. No. Judging. I have passed judgment. Yeah, I need a go. gavel. We got to go get a gavel so we can smack it on the table. Four. Four? <laughs> <laughs> no. It, I thought you took a golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I smacked the table with the gavel and gave it a four gavel rating. All right. Well, we're going to have to fix that. All right. Because as you're we smacking can, the table, the that. spring on your microphone is going, <laughs> boing, it's just losing its effect. We're going to have to do just like a gavel. All uh, right. We're going to get it for next time. Okay. Next time we do one of these movie discussions and reviews, All right. we're going full, full-blown full gavel sound effect. Okay. Well, that Objection. Like a kind of. We could have a spirited debate about a movie. We could. Objection! Kind of like that. You had that ready? I had that. Well, Since that the was, first time I showed up. From... <laughs> Because it's too good. Objection! Okay. We'll incorporate that. Somewhere. Somewhere. With the gavel sound. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, now, look, it's a, it's a completely different uh, format than we've done before. Let me know what you think. Please drop us um, a, a note somewhere on social media. Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. Spotify. That's not a... You could like songs on Spotify, actually. Yeah, so, so 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 do that. Like our podcast on Spotify. Yeah, or or if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're gonna do some some future episodes in this style too, where we pick a movie that deals with the law. We're gonna talk about it a little bit and uh, tell you what we think, and um, you know, then we'll get back to to some of our more intellectual topics like roadkill and robots. Yeah, that sort of thing. So let me know what you think about this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, But that's going to do it for today. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do it. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And stay tuned for future episodes.